At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the June 14th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to do another sad podcast with another warrior going down with what could be another season-ending season, uh, injury for the 2019-2020 season with Clay Thompson suffering a torn ACL. We'll be talking that, talk a little Kyrie, and we'll talk some players that improved their fantasy stock over the playoffs. With me to do so is Ryan Kanas. What's up, man? Yeah, as you said, an unfortunately dour note with Clay getting hurt. Uh, just a brutal break for the Warriors, but we can temper it with a little bit of celebration. I mean, congrats to the Raptors, right? The first first uh, NBA championship in franchise history, first for Canada as a whole. Um, so you know, it was it was a, a a bittersweet night for NBA fans. But we can, I guess, start with the bad news and Clay. Yeah, I didn't even mention the Raptors won the NBA championship in my intro. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm always about what what are we worried about in the future and all that stuff. But yeah, it's like yeah. oh yeah, the Raptors put this like yeah, there was some good news. In yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just crazy how like I didn't, honestly I didn't even really all, all everything going through my head this morning was well, all about the Warriors and all about free agency and it's like oh yeah Raptors won. Yeah, it's I mean especially in our line of work you got to jump ahead what yeah, comes next. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what cares? Like, how, how did this impact free agency and so forth? Yep. Yep. And it's like I I always I always I hate like recapping like pure recap. Like you know, I'd rather just talk about how that recap affects going forward cuz who yeah. cares? Like you don't want to draft the guy who was number 1 last year, you want to draft the guy who's number 1 the coming year. That's so. the goal. Alright, so we'll talk a little Raptors here and there, but we're going to mostly talk about this Clay Thompson thing. And, I mean, back-to-back games, two All-NBA players, two Hall of Famers, I would say, just going down. Uh, it's just told. I mean, it's... They basically, you could argue, their dynasty ended last night. Uh, I mean, they're still going to be pretty good. Um, but, I mean, Clay, I mean, best-case scenario is back for maybe March... Like he's like we said in the last Kevin Durant pod, we're taking Kevin Durant off our boards next year. For he's been top eight for the past eleven seasons, uh, in each season per game, and now we got Clay, who was great last year, somewhat surprisingly. Mm. Now he's pretty much off the board. I mean, you can maybe stash him, but you're, it'll be your last round IR spots kind of stash. You can't stash him in a league where you're going to be, um, you know, you have to use that spot on a, a stream or any whatever you're going to do. But yeah. it's just rough, man. So he's he's looking at a long recovery as well. And like like we were saying, I went to bed um, probably around one something Eastern, and I woke up and you did the same thing. We woke up to this news like, yo, Clay tore what? And we thought I thought yeah. it was going to be MCL because you could see like the inside of his knee kind of twist a little bit. But yeah, I didn't think he tore his ACL, especially when he came back out, shot the free throws. He was running in the back in the in the alleyway, and damn, man, just tough. Yeah. Yeah, he was apparently doing jumping jacks in the in the training room, trying to get cleared to go back on the court. So that's that's the heart the guy has. Um, but as you said, I mean, 
torn ACL, he's probably out six to nine months. You got to think they'd be conservative with him, right? Yeah. So that puts him out till what do you say, February, I March, think March pr- is probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I'm. So I'm with you. I think you cannot draft him even if i have one ir spot i'm not sure i want to tie that up all year because mm-hmm. what what if i have anthony davis and he misses two weeks i'd rather be able to stash him stream a spot you know you, you can't tie that up until march yeah. so i think he's out uh, we heard steve kerr pretty much doubled down and confirmed that kd will not play next year mm-hmm. um it wasn't really an official report but he said point blank on the podium after the game you know durant won't play so yeah, they're, they're both out of contention for fantasy, for me at least. Um, yeah. So that that's pretty wild. And where the Warriors go from here, I'm not sure. You mentioned the the end of the dynasty potentially. Uh, Draymond had something to say about that last night. But um, mm-hmm. but it really looks like it. If you look at their roster, I mean, there's there's not much left. And yeah. spe- especially with Clay Hurt, it's Steph and Dre and, and the dregs. Yeah, it sounds like they're, uh, from what I was reading today, that they're, they still want to sign... Durant to a long-term deal, which I guess isn't too wild, uh, and just sort of. And I was thinking about this too. I mean, you take the Warriors, you give them Steph, you give them Dre, and you know, hopefully they can add more depth this year. And even still, like maybe some vets who, you know, have a little bit more to prove. Uh, it won't get like big money contracts, like um, you know, Dragic resigned, but say someone like that, you know, I can't think of yeah. maybe off the top of my head. I feel like, I feel like David West should come out of retirement. He right. He's the, yeah, the, that the quintessential of... journeyman who yeah. could come in and, you know. But like their roster, you look at their cap sheet for next year, it's like without Durant on there, they got Steph at 40, Dre at 18, and then Iggy, and that's nothing. <laughs> like Livingston, Damon Jones, uh, Kevon Looney's yeah. a free agent next year, so he's, we'll talk about him probably in a little bit. Um, it's just, they, they got, they're going to have some, some wiggle room here. Uh, and if, I mean, you would think, do you, if you're the Warriors, you still sign Clay to a max if he wants? I think so. Yeah. I think so too. I think, yeah, yeah. We've seen guys come back from ACLs and look like their old selves. It's not, you know, it's not necessarily a career altering injury like an Achilles could be. Um, so yeah, I, I think they are from a max, and I'll let, I'll let you follow up on that. But it's funny that at no point, like I haven't heard anyone, including us, talk about Demarcus Cousins in this. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, he's kind of the non-entity right now. Yeah, which is weird. He was so good down the stretch last uh, for fantasy playoffs and stuff. But yeah, yeah, he was besides game two and game five, and you know a couple other games leading up to this. Or I'm sorry, um, like the um, but like in the in the late season run, uh, he was good. But then he obviously got hurt in game two in the first round. Do you have a feel for, do the Warriors want to bring him back? Is he just going to go to the highest bidder, biggest role kind of thing? I don't think so. I think that they realize that that, like their lack of wing depth was just so, so bad in this series. Yeah, Yeah, so I feel like they're going to just allocate, you know, the cap space, especially if Durant goes, like they have to fill wing spots. Like they like to play Jeremy at the five when they can. Obviously, that's their best lineup with the Hamptons five, which is probably gone. We won't see much of it next year, that's for sure. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I just think they have they have. I still think they're gonna. So the point I was making was, I still think that Curry, Draymond, Iggy, and whatever else they add, um, either with or without Durant's money, is still like a six or seven seed. So yeah, you could spend sure. that as a positive for Curry's value that they're gonna fight for playoff spots more. Same with Draymond. So I think like one of the takeaways from this is like I, I kind of want Steph. Uh, I think I had Steph at like five or six, and I think he's probably up to three now. I'd probably move over Dame. Um, like him and AD is going to be a decision for sure. Yeah, I may, I may too. 
a part of it's going to come down to like he, I kind of love that he's the glaring focal point of this team for fantasy. Yeah. It, it also makes me a little bit nervous if if they don't get more help around him because I mean even last night we saw Steve Kerr said afterwards they just loaded up through two three defenders at at Steph on every play and Kerr said I think he got worn down. Now granted we're talking game 6 in the finals a full season's worth of wear and tear on him but Every single game, if if there's no Durant, no Clay, no guys like that to distract defenses, Curry's going to get the weight of entire defenses on him night after night after night. And I think he can handle it. I mean, he's an MVP-type guy. But that would just give me a little bit of, of uh, lingering doubt. But, and don't forget, they, that's, that's a good defensive team that they played. Oh, but elite, for sure. Yeah, so I'm just saying, over 82 games with a guy who's, you know, he's had some injury concerns in the past. It just gives me a little bit of hesitation. He tweaked his leg last night, too. And yeah. He played through it, too. So he's definitely, he's, like, I honestly think that the clay issue doesn't really boost stuff. Like, I, I was already, it was pretty much the, the KD effect. Yeah. But, yeah. like, uh, I, but now clay, I, I'm not really into Draymond, but I think I would, I think he's probably the winner of the clay injury. I could see him being more of a facilitator and just and again, this team has to do something if if Durant is gone. Yeah, which it seemed like that was where the everyone seemed to believe. I have a very cynical take. It's the same one that that Draymond was a big winner here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll talk more about playoff winners later. Yeah, for sure. Um, but so I guess would you? How do you feel about that? You with me? Like kind of number three or what? Is it is it uh, Harden, Cat, Curry? Or something like that. I think that's kind of where I am for top three. I might take a, a healthy AD. It depends yeah. where he land, uh, lands Again, yeah, a little if, bit. But I, I probably put Steph four there out of that group. Yeah, if, if AD goes to the Lakers, I think he would probably be number three. Yeah. Because he's just... even. I don't really care. I don't think LeBron will affect him much, if at all. Maybe even help him a little bit. He doesn't, he's not a big upper 30s usage guy anyways. If, he yeah. has a, if, 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 AD, if, if you say um, AD has a 27 usage rate, and which I think he could get definitely with LeBron, and he's going to get seventy-five games. Like you, you could take him number one if you get to get those two givens. Even just the seventy-five yeah. games, I think I would still take him number one. Is AD the AD to the Knicks still in play? Um, yeah, it sounds like the, what they're saying. Because that would be delightful for his fantasy yeah. <laughs> outlook. <laughs> Either way, I don't think it matters honestly, because he's just so yeah. good in so many areas that if you take you know five usage rate off of him, I still think he'll be fine. Like even like, yeah, so he was I, great. But, yeah. Like when he had that insane run without Cousins, he wasn't like that much worse when he, when cousin when Cousins was still ha- Cousins. I think had a higher usage rate than him before he went down. So either way, like that's that seems like that's pretty much the firm four. Then you're kind of getting to the Dame Jokic. I think would be the next tier after that, and so on. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. We'll be doing, we're gonna try to do a slow mock um, in the coming hopefully this this week before. It's crazy the NBA draft is less than a week away. Like, there's seriously no off season. Yep, just comes right at you. Yeah. Uh, any other takeaway? Like Iguodala, he's gonna have crazy restrictions next year. Uh, and then yeah. again, they're gonna. We don't know what their depth's gonna look like this year. I feel like they're gonna have to change some things. Yeah, Livingston's uh, seven point six million isn't even guaranteed, so we don't know where he'll be. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Evans and Damian Jones are the only other guaranteed contracts on the roster. So it's it's hard to project fantasy values when there's only five guys under contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's I don't, I'm trying to. Do you think Do you think Durant's gone then? Right. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they'll have money there to have at least a little bit of money there to add to it. 
Um, yeah. but I'm gonna pull up. It sounds like 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 the Knicks might still offer him a max deal. I could see him taking that, and the Warriors may not want a match or be able to, or maybe he just wants to establish himself with a different team. Yeah. And then one other thing too is I kind of was spitballing it um, on my car ride to the dog park this morning. Had some fun. Um, nice. What if what if Clay like does a Cousins? He's like one year, pay me mid level, and then look for the big payday after that. I like I feel like he loves the Warriors so much. That he might consider that, and that way they'd be chilling. You know, that way they can kind of keep going. He takes he takes the pay cut. Um, I, I feel like that would be because Clay. He said multiple times he loves Golden State. Yeah. So I, 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 I that from business business wise, it's a stupid move. Yeah, um, I was gonna say that would be a lot of love. Yeah, to, but he does <laughs> though, man. I could I could see that. Yeah. On the table for him. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, to 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 give the team the ability to build another championship contender with. With free agents, you're saying? Yeah, that way they that way they kind of don't skip a beat. Yeah. yeah. Hey, he should. I mean, they should enshrine him, give him a statue immediately uh, outside of the new arena if he does that. Yeah, like for sure. It's it's. I house, still think they the offer him the max. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think that's that's definitely the the favorite. But I mean, if that would that would be like, you're a legend. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. beloved in the Bay. Yeah, for but. sure. Um, and then, by the way, uh, Steph Curry on court without Durant and without Clay per 36 over a 271-minute sample, 42.7 points per 36, mm-hmm. 8.8 <laughs> 8. threes. That's crazy. Uh, 4.5 assists and 1.2 steals, 6 I rebounds. Bet it, so a lot of that's probably staggered against second units, right? For Where sure. He's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, st- yeah, I mean, sure, that's who he is. Actually, Cousins, it's only a 39-minute sample, but he went off in that 39 minutes, the 31 and 17 per 36. Hmm. But, yeah, Steph Steph has definitely number one potential. Um, but he's over, over the 30-year-old threshold. Actually, one quick thing before we switch to Kyrie. Um, Tommy and I were talking about this in, in uh, the last pod we did on uh, Tuesday. I think my whole don't draft guys over 30 thing has become even stronger like I feel like I want to draft guys that are all under twenty five. I made a really good case for Trey Young. At least I thought I did. And how do you, I mean, I, I'm. Yeah, I, I know you're more of a pick for value. I'm seriously like, I'm crossing off so many older dudes off my board. The way, I, yeah, I, I, I I'm with you in, on an overall basis. I think the league is changing in a way like we saw with Kawhi this year, just getting precautionary rest. That's becoming the trend. Uh, load management and whatever euphemism you want to use. It's it's everywhere, and I think a lot of it though is case by case. If it, you know, depending on is this a potential playoff team? Will this team be on the bubble and potentially fighting for position? You know, a guy like Dame Lillard is is about to be twenty nine, so he's heading. I think I could see in his age thirty season not worrying too much because he's proven to be an Ironman. The the Blazers tend to just be right in the thick of the playoff race. Guys like that don't scare me quite as much. Um, but in general, yeah, I mean, twenty-five and under—that's pretty aggressive. I like, <laughs> I like that you're doubling down early, though. I mean, there's not too many. You look at like the just off scoring for the regular season. Um, most of the guys are upper thirty. So Harden's twenty-nine, Paul George is twenty-nine, Giannis is twenty-four, Embiid's twenty-five, who I'm not drafting. Yeah, Ron's thirty-four. He's gonna be thirty-five in December. Curry's thirty-one. Most of the older older guys for scoring are up there, um, but the under twenty-five scores are gonna be. Uh, Booker, Cat, who we we firmly number two, Donnie Mitch, but obviously you're not drafting pure scoring. There's there's ways to go where you can draft. I mean, sure. ideally under 25, but like under 27 is kind of where I'm at with the, you know a few exceptions, like Curry being one, 
Um, yeah, but like I, I said, definitely, I definitely sense a mock draft coming from you where your whole team is twenty five and under. Uh, for sure, yeah. Kemba's <laughs> at least too. one. I w- Kemba's twenty nine. I would definitely draft him if I see him in the, if I'm picking early. Um, yeah, in round. I'd one. target DeAndre Ayton pretty hard this season. I, f- I mean, you you're, you have more of a pulse on the Suns, yeah. but I feel like he's probably poised for a big year. For sure, they're gonna have much depth behind him. You think they're gonna draft a guard if they do draft a guard at yeah. number six? So. Yeah. Um, and by the way, we will do draft stuff next week for sure. Um, but again, we don't really know where we're at, and I don't really want to throw stuff at you guys and just say, "Oh, hypothetically, he could be here, 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 here." Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so let's change gears to the Celtics. So, Kyrie Irving, he signed with Rock Nations, the Rock Holla, uh, <laughs> Dame Dash, uh, Rock Pads. Anybody who's seen Chappelle Show. Um, anyways. Uh, it sounds like he, and there's a report coming from Boston Herald that he's going to Brooklyn, um, and really the circumstantial evidence kind of kind of agrees with that. So first with Kyrie, and Tommy and I talked about this in the last one, so I'll hand it to you for the most of this. So assuming he does go to Brooklyn, um, how do you feel about taking him in the second round? And I guess let's, I'll ask you that first. What do you think? Do you think he's a second round pick? Uh. I think he is a second-round pick. Whether I would take him there, I'm not sure. It's more injury concerns, and what would they do with D'Angelo Russell? If Kyrie goes there, is he gone for sure? Yeah, I was saying, like we've, I said with Jared, I haven't had a pod with you for, for my last two pods, which is unusual. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I said that um, they're so similar, right? Like They both don't pass. They both don't play defense. They both score first guys. Yeah. They both have bad knees. Like <laughs> uh, You can't put them on the same team. Um, especially with a really, really good value at uh, point guard in Dinwiddie. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned. Him. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned defense because having D'Angelo Russell and Kyrie, I mean, you would ha- you'd have to start them both. Yeah. I would shudder to think how that would play out defensively, and I'm sure that the Nets decision makers would too. So, I don't see them sharing a backcourt, which is you know would work in Kyrie's favor. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'd be leery of taking him in a in the second round pretty much anywhere though i'm kind of just a little bit skeptical of Kyrie in in general me too yeah up until the season he missed 25 games per year uh and he was healthy last year too other than occasional rest and a couple minor injuries he's that was probably his healthiest season yeah uh, and he's great when he's on where do you see so assuming he leaves in free agency signs signs with the nets where do you think that leaves Boston? I know we'll have a lot more yeah. clarity after the draft, but do you get a sense of what they might do? They're no. kind of in win-now mode. It's a pretty awkward spot. I could see that. I was reading uh, Jake King's column today, and he did like a thing of tears on who he thinks going to be staying and going. Mm. Um, I'll just run through it. It's on the athletic. It's really good. So he had said that Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart are like very, very likely to stay, which obviously makes sense given the way that they're going. And then he said Gordon Hayward, who's an interesting guy, um, really bad playoffs. Overall, it was just a waste of a season. Um, he had a couple of nice runs here and there. Had that one game when he went nine and nine to start or whatever um, in Indiana, yeah. uh, home, uh, hometown narrative. Uh, he put Terry Rozier uh, up pretty high. Um, mm. Then it pretty much doesn't matter. And then obviously the guy at the very bottom is Kyrie. Like he's gone. Okay. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about this yet. Um, I'm a little bit. You and I have been. Most of us are pretty much anti-Celtics because of their depth. So now they're not going to have as much, but we really don't know. It's kind of like an incomplete. But I could see myself taking Jason Tatum, who was not really he didn't really get a usage boost without Kyrie either. So yeah, but I could see myself taking Jason Tatum. But again, they're going to be in on AD despite how Rich Paul saying like, oh, it's basically a rental. So it's kind of tough. They're they're really they're in a really bad spot right now. 
Yeah, it's awkward. And Terry Rozier didn't seem too thrilled with mm-hmm. with how they used him last year either. He basically has said, like, I'm a starter, and if you're not going to start me, I want out. So maybe if Kyrie leaves, like, do they just hand the reins to Rozier? I don't know if they have that level of faith in him. I don't think um, so. And, they, and yeah, when, he, when so. they got knocked out, he basically said, I'm out of here. Yeah, didn't sound good. Yeah. <laughs> I think he dropped, he dropped a couple of words we can't say, but... Yeah. So, yeah, as you said, more of an incomplete grade. It's it's tough to judge. You got Al Horford's probably going to come back, right? He's got $30 million player option. He's not going to make close to that um, unless he wants long a long one final long-term deal, yeah. possibly. You think he picks it up then? I, I think he will. Is it? I don't know. I haven't read too much from beat writers and nah, think, I think in the thinking about up, which way he's leaning. But, yeah, I think so. I mean, one more year won't really hurt him too bad. He's been pretty durable for them, other than those those freak pectoral tears he had earlier in his career. Yeah, but, but yeah, if there's one thing I've learned, you know, don't rule out Danny Ainge. He could come yeah. up with some crazy curveball at the last second. Yeah, I think. I mean, he's not getting Max again. He's thirty. No, yeah. He's be, or he just turned thirty-three, so he's no, got. Yeah, he'd be not. if he got a new deal. What you say, like seven, fifteen seven, over three? Yeah, fifteen, seventeen per. Sounds yeah. about right. So, oh yeah, I think he would just take the, the pick the player option. Yeah. Um, would you would you take? Are there any Boston guys that you're keying in on? Like, do you think? I think hypothetically Hayward would be a guy that would win in this situation with Kyrie going away, depending on who they yeah. bring back and stuff. But I could see him being a winner. But man, he really was not very good last season, and I liked Hayward with his Jad days. I would draft him at times, but I don't know, man. There's nobody that really. I mean Horford, I guess maybe is a little bit more interesting, but um, uh, yeah. yeah, too old, too <laughs> old dude. I'm not. Gonna, he's too old for me to draft. I'm yeah, I'm with you draft. though. You, you you mentioned Tatum at the top of this of this section, and I'm I'm with you. I think Jason Tatum would be a great target. Uh, Hayward for sure would bounce back, but he's got a sort of inflated value in a lot of fantasy owners' minds. So he's probably already in the top fifty range, and that's too rich for my blood. Uh, so I don't think he'd go top fifty. Yeah, well, I would hope not, especially yeah. after that disastrous campaign he just came off. But I don't even know if I'd take him top seventy-five. Um, I don't think so either. Yeah, maybe like that's that's the the tipping point, maybe like maybe like after right, right around there. Um, Pretty much just Tatum, I guess. Maybe Jalen Brown. Yeah, I'm trying to find out, figure out a guy who's who I think may go in that neighborhood. Can't really find anybody. Like a seventy-five guy. Yeah. What about um? Oh, what about Josh Richardson? You take Josh Richardson even after the bad year? Yeah. I would too. <laughs> yeah, I would. Um, what about... Let's see. Who else can I think of? Um, Fournier? No. I think I would take... I think I'd take Hayward. Yeah. What about uh, if he re-signs with the Suns? Do you like Kelly Oubre at all? Yeah, I would take Oubre. I like Oubre. Would you take him over Hayward? Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah, pretty pretty okay. easily, actually. I think I would, too. He was great with the Suns after, oh, yeah. after signing there. So. Yeah, before got that little thumb injury, he was... He was one of the, he was, I think, like top fifteen for like, yeah. a twelve game stretch or so. That seems easy for us. I wonder if if uh, most fantasy owners would feel the same. Yeah, I we'll find so. out. I think so. I, yeah. don't, I, I think that pe- people who follow Hayward like he he's a guy who does need his volume. He's not great on defensive stats, so he needs his volume, needs the ball in his hands a little bit, and that really wasn't happening. Yeah, like it was like pretty much just get the ball and kind of score. It wasn't really addition too much. Which he had some decent time numbers at times with with that Utah. So, um, anything else? No, we'll just see where you know. I feel like the other shoe's going to drop pretty quickly with Kyrie, so we'll yeah, have more to talk about in the coming sure. weeks. Yeah, a lot of hypothetical stuff. So, um, what we're going to do now is 
Um, kind of just go over more about like play. I'm tr- I try to focus my. Uh, so I, I told Ryan like, hey, pick the top five guys you think that gain the most value. So I, I took it. We kind of was like, hey, just leave it with that, and we'll kind of just go blind and talk about how we feel. And I'm sure there's some overlap. So I thought more about the play that they had um, rather than the situation changing. That tied in a little bit, but it was more about um, guys I feel that have really improved. Um, and again, we did this without talking to each other at all. So we're gonna have probably some overlap. Um, and I kind of have a saw. I, I didn't really put them in order, um, but we'll go. F- I'll let you go first. So who's who's your number one of your players that you think gained value over the playoffs? Yeah, so I'm with you. I didn't really rank these, and it was sort of a mishmash for me of situational things that may have changed and and how they performed. Um, so in no particular order, I'll start with a guy who I think will be on your list, and that's Zach Collins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and he was he was great. Um, you know, obviously Yusuf Nurkic going down was you know opened up a, a vacuum in the front court for Portland, which fortunately they had Ennis Cantor there to fill. But Zach Collins really stood out uh, for a guy his size. You know, he was he's a, a rim protector, legit shot blocker. Like he's got bounce, he's got timing, he's he's very good around the rim. Uh, can rebound the ball, and he was surprisingly good on offense. We only saw spurts of it in the regular season, but. You know, in the playoffs with the pressure there, he stepped up. He was, you know, hitting some jumpers, a surprisingly good passer, uh, really good in the open court. You know, the the dude can fly up and down the court. So he really impressed me. And if you look at the roster next season, Ennis Cantor's unrestricted. Yusuf Nurkic is coming off, as I said, compound fractures to his tibia and fibula. A guy his size, we have no idea when he'll be back. Uh, Myers Leonard is not the answer, (laughs) to put it mildly. So that leaves Collins in a, just a beautiful spot. His his development was on display, and the situation dovetailed nicely, so this one was easy for me. Yep, uh, definitely the, the clear cut, I would say, here. Um, he had to mention the blocks. He had 1.3 blocks per game in just 17 minutes per game. Um, that's actually more than Clint Capella had uh, over his 30 minutes per game at 1.1. Nice. So, um, yeah, we, like, we love shot blockers here. So, um, you know, and... The, Portland's cap sheet is pretty ugly. Uh, I think they potentially have uh, bottom five cap space. Uh, they obviously have Dames, CJ, Turner, Nurks, Dead Money. Uh, still have Harkless for a little bit. I mean, they they have potentially only about 10% of the salary cap available. And it's going to be really tough to fill depth uh, for him. And he plays two positions, which I always love. So... Yeah. Uh, it'll be really tough for him them to bring back Al Farouk Aminu, who's a free agent. So I did definitely think Collins is a guy who's um, going to be, you know, pretty sought after um, by all of us. I'm curious. To see, I, I could see him going round seven, uh, which is going to be super aggressive. But I mean, when you're looking for shot blockers, um, you do have to reach a little bit. There's just not that many of them out there. Yeah, um, round seven. It sounds aggressive, but if Nurkic is ruled out, yeah. and I don't really have a sense for for how long he might be out, but assuming he's going to miss a big chunk of the season, that sounds about right. Middle rounds for Collins. Yeah. Um. So he kind of seems like a. Uh, it's kind of, he's trying to think of someone who's. I guess kind of like Isaac's value, where like you kind of don't know where he's at, but you, you have to pounce because I feel like he'll be. It's no secret that he has potential upside. Yeah. So. That's fair. Um, so I'll take another guy, and we're going off kind of a small sample because he only played in one series. But and this kind of ties into why I want a lot of young players. He's a point guard. Can you take a guess who it is? Who is this? A young player? Young point guard who only played in one round. Oh gosh! If I had an extra minute, I could come up with it. But I'm sure. <laughs> just, West West you know. Coast West Coast. He's a rookie last year. 
Uh, I don't know. Break the news. Shay Gilgis Alexander. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't yeah. see him as a breakout. I thought yeah, he, was good all he I thought he played well. I thought his defense was terrific. He did, on, yeah, on for staff. sure. Uh, he had point eight blocks in, in the six games, like against the Warriors. So that was pretty cool. Um, they're saying all the right things about him. They really want to keep him there. Just awesome down the stretch too. So I'm going to be yeah, yeah. fully after him. Um, I think he's going to get to the line more next year. Just got a, his jump shot came along faster than we thought it was going to. So uh, I will be aggressive on him. I mean, I could see him going fifth or sixth round, I guess. Um, yeah. Again, just kind of. I think he's yeah. he has the potential of being a fifteen point five dime, one point three steals, maybe point seven blocks uh, on good shooting. Uh, and that's delicious right there. I mean, that's that's definitely top fifty value. So in um, a premium position, point guards are a little tougher to come by. So uh, I'm fully in on grabbing him. I love that pick. Yeah. I, I mean, as you said, he was fantastic down the stretch. So this isn't just a six game fluke, yeah. you know, that kind of came out of nowhere. The the guy was playing great. Uh, the defensive stats are beautiful. He's an efficient uh, shooter. You don't have to worry about free throws. He can knock down threes. And I think the assists will go up. He wasn't a big assist guy all year long, only had 3.2 per game in the playoffs. But I can see that spiking, so he's a fantastic target. Yep. Yeah, his steals were good all year. 1.2 last year. Didn't turn the ball over too much, 1.7. Um, just an overall increase. Let me see his, um, his I forget, his, his post-break splits were also pretty nice. Let me pull it out real quick. Uh, so we're looking at uh, 13 points on 49% from the field. Uh, 44% from three, 79% of the line, 1.4 steals, 4.0 dimes. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. Yeah. Um, and he's going to start. I mean, they really threw everything at him. Doc Rivers continued to talk him up pretty much the whole time he was out there. Even when he played poorly, he's like, oh, yeah, he played great defense. So um, definitely in with that. Uh, all right, who do you got next? Let's see. I'll go with a rather unlikely player for me. I I don't know that I'm enamored with his upside, but I think he's going to be in a great position next year, and he stepped up in the the playoffs. Again, a guy who only played an abbreviated amount of games, but that is Luke Kennard. Uh, I thought he was really good. He he was good down the stretch. He, he kind of found a groove, and then with Blake Ailing, Blake only played two games in the postseason, and Kennard stepped up, scored 15 points against a tough defense, shot 49% from the field, uh, four boards, two assists, uh, almost a steal per game and under a turnover per game. So super efficient, kind of sneaky across the board stats. He hit 2.3 threes per game and he just looks poised uh, on on the court and also poised for a bigger role next year. And a, a big selling point for me is this is a team that's clearly not built to, to vie for a championship and they have no wing scoring at all. So it's pretty much canard or bust when it comes to that. And, yeah, I think he took a jump just into must-draft territory. I think he's going to be a late-round guy. That's that's as far as I'd go to get him. But I do think he's you know he's on my draft board, and I think he's going to have a, a big role next year. He has to steal a little bit. That was the thing. Even when he was – he was good on the stretch. Uh, last 25 games, he was at 12 points on a shooting line of 47% from the field, 43% from three, and then 92% the line. Uh, but the non-scoring stuff was pretty ugly. Three boards, 2.3 dimes. 0.5 steals, 0.1 blocks. So he needs to do a little bit more there. But I definitely, like you said, um, potential. If you if a guy scores in the low teens and he makes two threes a game and he shoots efficiently, he's gonna have value for you. So I mean, this team, like you said, is not really deep. Um, they're gonna have 
Blake, who's a year older, he's at the number thirty. He's at thirty now. Uh, obviously, Drummond's going to be there. Still have Reggie Jackson, but this team has no depth. Uh, we know Bruce Brown as good as yeah, he was Brown's on interesting. Yeah, as good as Brown was on defense, he is not an offensive threat at all. Maybe um, they can merge Kennard and Brown into one yeah. above-average player. <laughs> that would be, be something. They still have uh, Langston, but yeah, yeah uh, I'm with that. I didn't, I didn't put him down. I had a, a list of honorable mentions, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on board with that. Uh, I'm going to go with a very, very high-key player here, um, who's most improved player on the season, and he improved even uh, more. Yes, yes, I thought that um, his quote. Last night, uh, really uh, hit home, or it just—I thought that stood out. He was like, "Yeah, I'm getting—I feel like I'm getting better every game." Yeah, and like I thought he meant that. Where you hear people say that all the time, but like his level of skill in so many areas has gotten so so good that Pascal Siakam is definitely a guy. He's been talked about pretty much for the whole season, um, but he's going to be going third round next year, and uh, I will take him pretty aggressively, even if uh, even if. Kawhi is still there. I still think he would deserve a pick at like, you know, 35, 36. And he probably won't even be there. I love that. And he was also on my list. And I was like, ah, is this cheating? Because he's already most improved player, as you said. But I don't think it is. Because what we saw him do in the playoffs and what he said himself, as you pointed out, was that he got better in each game, in each series, against elite opponents, elite defenses who had him scouted top to bottom. We heard Draymond Green explicitly say, it's my job to take him out of this series in the finals. And he still torched him. I mean, in game six, he was great. He had a bad game five and so forth. Some ups and downs, but you'd expect that. Mm-hmm. And he, he averaged 19 points in the playoffs, 47% shooting, showed some range from deep. I mean, his threes against the Warriors were critical. And yeah, he just keeps getting better. So I'm with you. I think he's he's a top 40 guy now. Yep. Uh, who, you got, who you got next? Uh, let's see. I'll go with I'll go with a little deeper cut. Nice. I, I have a couple. I think I wrote down more than five guys. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Jakob Pertl. Ooh, that is a deep cut. A deep cut because yeah. I took a swing on him last summer. He was one of my you know consistent flyer guys. I thought he was in position to have a good role. He, you know, he's not going to light it up. Another guy, kind of canard-like. I'm viewing him as a late-round guy. If he gets top 100, great, because I'll be drafting him at 150, 170. Um, but he's he was good. He picked it up late in the season, really solid in seven playoff games, shot 64% from the field, uh, almost eight boards a game, two assists, 0.8 blocks, and just 25 minutes. So the numbers aren't terrific. Well, just 25 minutes, is, that's a good number for him. It is. I, I'm just saying those numbers yeah, yeah. are solid. Yeah, yeah. If he gets to 24, 26 minutes per game, he can duplicate those easily, I think, throughout the regular season. And those are good enough. That would easily make him a boards, blocks, field goal percentage, purist kind of center. Uh, and that's I'd live with that for a, a late-round flyer. Yeah, he only played 17 minutes per game during the season. So, um, And I, I feel like that was a little matchup-dependent, though. Where was he after the break? I feel like his minutes did kind of spike they were late, kind of here I could there, be wrong. Yeah, because they, they wanted yeah. to play Rudy Gay a little bit more, and that kind of cut into his minutes. But when, when Gay came back, that is. But he made he made a couple runs when, when Rudy Gay was hurt, too. And uh, to me, sorry, to, but, uh, you know, with him playing 25 minutes in the playoffs, that says something to me, that Pop has had, had the faith in a guy who had only been on his team for one year. It took him a while to learn the Spurs system and so forth. And then in the postseason, when it mattered most, his minutes went up. So that those are the kind of little details I look for in, in terms of what w- might might his role look like next year. Uh, uh, and then post break, he was at twenty one minutes per game. 
So up a little bit. Yeah, upward trend. Yeah, oh, yeah. 1.5 blocks like at that. that time. So he definitely has uh, a guy who could be 1.5 blocks per game. But um, let's see. The Spurs are going to have pretty similar roster besides DeJounte coming back, right? They have the roster pretty much set. They still have DeRozan, still have LaMarcus, Patty Mills, Breton. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the whole same roster. Uh, I would have said Derek White, but I want to see how DeJounte impacts him too. Yeah. I'm also, I picked a couple guys like Pirtle and Kennard just because I didn't want our list to be identical. <laughs> yeah, nice. nice. <laughs> uh, I, I have a, actually, I'll, I'll put one guy on here who I um, I don't think you put on. Another semi high key one, but he was awesome. And that's CJ McCollum. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, not on my list. He was not very good during the season. Um, got hurt for really the first time in a while during the regular season. But he came out and guns blazing. He was outstanding. Um, so the guy who, you know, he's probably going to go, like, fifth round. He's not a sexy pick at all, but he's still yeah. pretty young. We mentioned the Blazers, like, the play there guy. So, um, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see myself drafting um, Dame, CJ, and Collins. Um, hopefully they have a good late-season schedule. But, hmm. yeah, I don't really need to say much about CJ, but I thought he played great um, for the, the Blazers with their sneaky run. I will probably say I won our postseason fantasy league because I picked so many Blazers. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, although I will add, you would have definitely beaten me if Cousins didn't get hurt, for sure. Yeah, well, thumbs so. the brakes. <laughs> it's true. It's all luck in fantasy. It's definitely yeah. uh, it's a skill game, but luck is definitely has to be on your side. Um, anything you want to add on CJ? No, I'll later? just give you props because it was many years ago, maybe five years ago or something, you – you called out over the summer. You were like, I saw a lot from CJ, and it was in the playoffs. So this is a, p- a perfect little yeah. little synopsis. You were like, I think he's going to have a great season next year, and he did. You were you were higher on him than anyone on the crew, and that was his breakout year. So I like I like that you're going back to the McCollum well. Got to. Love for CJ. <laughs> great follow on Twitter, by the way, too. Yeah, he sure is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the next guy, I'll go with. I'll go with Jeremy Grant, actually. I, I had him on my list. I didn't put him in my top five though. Yeah, so small small sample, so I was kinda I kinda shrugged when I when I did it, but you know, he averaged thirty five minutes, he played really well. And I think what we saw in the postseason is how critical he is and will continue to be for OKC. They have very little depth. They have not nearly enough shooting, two issues. They're definitely gonna try to address this offseason. But they don't have a lot of draft picks they can flip. It's not, you know, um, they don't have a lot of financial wiggle room to sign. Basically zero. <laughs> free agents, yeah, yeah maybe. Um, what is that? I've actually, yeah, very little cap space. They're the lowest in the league, I think. They're, they're one of the worst are, potential cap space, yeah. Yeah, are already are seven, I think they're 17 million into the luxury tax without making a single move. So, yeah, there you go. They're not going to, they're going to rely on internal development. Enter Jeremy Grant. He's 25 years old. Uh, his three-point shooting improved. He hit 1.8 triples in the postseason. He's, that's definitely going to be a focus for him this summer. Just spot up. If he can hit spot up three-pointers, that's already an improvement for fantasy. And I see his minutes going up. He was top 75 roto guy in under 33 per game this season. I think he could push top 50 next year. Yeah, I think so. And you mentioned post break too. He was re- offensively. This is a guy we always drafted him because he could get you a block, get you a steal, mix in some threes. He'll hurt you for free throws. But he was Mr. Solid post break. Last 25 games, 15 points, 5.5 boards, which is a little low for him. Um, hmm. 1.0 blocks, 0.4 steals, 2.1 threes on 42% from three. And then he made 78% of his free throws. So yeah, he really came on offensively, and he gets easy shots. We talked about this a lot. 
uh, last summer. He's going to get a lot of easy buckets, and the shot just grew. So okay, he just turned 25. Uh, he chucks a lot of boxes for you, a team that's going to be yeah. – that's not going to rest him. That's going to be in the playoff hunt. Uh, he's under contract. Not much depth at his position. Um, so he's definitely a guy that, that fits the bill. Um, that a guy I would take. Uh, and so last for me of my five, I got a couple honorable mentions. Uh, I said Kevon Looney. Uh, yeah. He got hurt. He's a free agent. I think someone's going to overpay him. Um, so I could see him being a guy who we've seen kind of have spots where he can have value. Gets a lot of easy dunks. I could see, you know, he can make free throws at times uh, if he kind of works on that a little bit more. So uh, I'm interested to see where Kevon Looney goes. You would assume he's going to be a goner. Uh, but he proved he can play 26 minutes a game. Um, guy who's been hurt a lot. So I won't be, you can't take him early. But yeah, uh, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, there's a reason he started game six, even with fractured chest cartilage or whatever that injury was i mean playing through immense pain but he was out there because he was their best center uh defensively he w- he can do things demarcus cousins surely couldn't and he's a reliable option you know at, for lobs and putbacks and so forth he had some trouble rebounding in game six but as you said he's he's proven he can be a reliable 20 plus minute starter in this league so uh definitely gotta watch yeah um he shot six do you want to do you want to just real quick oh sorry do you want to mention put- our did you put your fit? Is that five for you? Yeah, I think okay. I started. So I yeah. think we both did five. I wrote Steph down. Just we already talked about that. Yeah, it's okay. more more about the yeah. situation. Uh, I also wrote Pat Connaughton down. Nice. Well, if, yeah. If Middleton's sure. a goner, I could see Pat Connaughton being a guy I want to take. Connaughton under contract next year. I haven't looked at that. I think so. Yeah, and I also put on the Steph note. I had Draymond. We already talked about him earlier, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah. As I said, just a cynical pick, but without Durant, without Clay, I think he's going to be a triple double machine. Um, I also had Looney and yeah, Connaughton's oh, non down... guaranteed at one point seven. Like that's an easy. Oh, so he's up. coming back. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, just an oddball guy I threw in there was Kem Birch. Nice. I think he was really good when he played. <laughs> he averaged eight. Uh, he played eighteen minutes and he was modest number. Modest numbers, but with Vucevic, not a lock to return to Orlando. It was kind of rem- a, uh, a postseason reminder to me, like how good that guy is and and can be. So, just another guy to watch. Yeah, uh, and then uh, you gonna draft Mo Bamba next year? I don't know. Good question. I, gonna be I don't know. He's a lot, little late though. Yeah, a lot of it depends what happens this summer. I guess like a guy to keep an eye on, really. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Good, good no, that about end. does it. Yeah, so we'll be doing either Tuesday or Wednesday. Going to do a draft preview. I'm hoping to have Raphael Johnson on. And then Friday morning, we're going to probably do something to recap, go over fantasy winners. I think we're going to have a trade report on, too. I feel like that AD trade may go down. We'll have, I, I've said this before, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of trades on draft. Um, yeah, I, I agree. There's too many volatile situations around the league to not expect that. For sure. All right, so again, no off season, no off season for us, no off season for the NBA. <laughs> I'm really pumped. Summer leagues around the corner. I'm gonna try to beg uh, the higher ups to do more pods on that. Uh, I love talking summer league; it's like my favorite thing. So we'll see where these guys are at, see who can blossom, and go from there. I'm looking forward to a fun off season, man. Yeah, same here, man. Thanks. All right, you guys enjoy the weekend. Thanks for coming on. Have a good one. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.